Big idea. Jesus' life, death, and resurrection were acts of doing justice, loving mercy, and walking humbly with God. Our weekly identity statement, I am never more like Christ as when I do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with God. In our memory verse, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. And Micah 6, 8, He has shown you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Let's talk about how not to do justice. Doing justice is to do what's right. The only way to do what's right is to know what right is. The only way to know what right is is to know what God says is right. Proverbs 3.19, By wisdom the Lord laid the earth's foundations. By understanding he set the heavens in place. What is wisdom? It's knowing the difference between good and evil. Knowing what is right and wrong. True right and wrong. Wisdom is the firmware of creation. The whole universe operates according to God's design of right and wrong, good and evil. Anything that has power has that power because God has given it to them. Someday, hopefully soon, he will remove that power and they will be destroyed. After his ascension, Jesus went back to his position of power at the right hand of the Father and God put everything under his feet, including all powers. Everything is built on the wisdom of God and has its power because of God. Now, I know you're asking a hundred philosophical questions right now that we, unfortunately, won't be able to answer today. So, Why bring it up? Because if God is both the designer and the power, the only true injustices that exist are those that abuse or miss that truth or power. This is where it can get complicated if we're not careful. Jesus came from the Father full of grace and truth. So when he was confronting the religious leaders about the way they were abusing their power, he was doing so as grace and truth. Remember Matthew 23, verses 1 through 4? Then Jesus said to the crowds and his disciples, The teachers of the law and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. So, you must be careful to do everything they tell you, but do not do what they do, for they do not practice what they preach. They tie up heavy, cumbersome loads and put them on other people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to lift a finger to move them. Jesus was saying that the teachers of the law and Pharisees were putting themselves in Moses' seat, creating rules and laws for the people to live under. And Jesus even said that the people who were following them should be careful to do everything they say. Jesus didn't undermine the authority of the Pharisees and teachers of the law. He confronted them often, challenged their teaching on a regular basis, but he never undermined their authority. Why? Because he had the whole counsel of Scripture and knew that they had power because God had given it to them. It was not his to dethrone them. He had a different mission. Today there are a million justice issues and a new one seems to be born every day. How do we as Christians know which ones to support and which ones aren't of God? We have to know God, his word, and his power. The more we understand how God works, the clearer it becomes which issues are ones God is sourcing and which ones are being sourced by other powers and authorities. What's popular is not always right and what's right is not always popular. We can't make justice decisions based on what's trending at the moment. Instead, we must make our decisions based on what God has already laid out for us. What are God's biggest justice issues? Well, two of his hot-button topics are orphans and widows. 
you can always stand in the gap for orphans and widows. But when an issue directly violates God's word, that's not an issue we should support. Then the question comes, should we fight against it? Well, sometimes yes, but not in the way so many do. We don't fight with the same weapons as the rest of the world. We fight with love, light, life, grace, and truth. We don't tear down and condemn. We don't mock and belittle. What do we do then? Well, the best acts of justice are those between us and other humans. It's easy to fight for a cause, but a cause is usually an idea, not a person. It eventually gets to flesh-and-blood humans, but most of the arguing isn't done there. It's done on a philosophical level. And it's usually wasted time. Both sides are entrenched in their beliefs, and there is little to be gained from debates and arguments. But if you personally know someone who has believed one of these lies, that's entirely different. Through the presence of the Spirit in your life, God can use you to draw them out of deception and into His truth. And it all happens through love. Loving your neighbor as yourself. Not your like-minded neighbor, just your neighbor. Period. Whoever is next to you, whoever is closest to you, love them like you love yourself. Loving them is better than arguing with them. Yes, when necessary, share the truth, but always do it from a heart overflowing with God's love. Does this mean we never support a cause? Of course not. But too often, that becomes an excuse for us to not have to do any actual justice work in our personal lives. Look for the injustices that already exist around you and stand in those gaps. That's where you can make a big difference. Our daily scripture focus, Proverbs 3, 19. By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundation. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Imagine yourself being a little bit of heaven on earth. That God wants to display himself through your life. How does God want to use you to draw people out of deception and into reality? Second, reflect. Who in your life is in need of a justice advocate? Third, repent. Spend some time praying and ask God to change your heart and mind about each of these areas. If you have found yourself fighting for a cause rather than loving your neighbor, repent. If you have found yourself fighting for a cause that opposes God's original design, repent of that too. And finally, thank God. Thank God there is a framework He has built everything on. Thank God that He has ultimate power and authority, and thank God that He includes you in the work of doing justice.